0: Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this episode of the final third podcast. Today we go deep into the Apple MLS TV deal that just got announced this past Tuesday. It's huge and we go into how it affects us as fans, not just how it affects the league, not just how it it affects the finances, but on the day-to-day, how does it affect us as people who like the league and follow the league and or want to get friends into the league like how does it make it easier how does it make it harder we talk about all of this and more give us a rating if you like the show and yeah hope you enjoy it
1: hello and welcome back to another deep dive episode of the final third my name is jack seepersad and i'm a fan of chelsea minnesota united which we're gonna get into tangentially really uh today uh atalanta the french and u.s national teams and the slovak national team uh and i'm joined here today with aj tabura
0: yes i know the french national team isn't doing too well for you so that kind of sucks i can actually say the same for one of the teams i support which is you know i am filipino i've been supporting the philippine national team especially during their Mm -hmm. afc asian cup qualification and uh They they really sucked it up. It was it was very bad. Uh, All we need to do was get either win our group that consisted of Mongolia, Yemen and some Palestine. Mm -hmm. Or we can get second place and just be not the worst runners up out Uh of all the groups. We just had to be the second place team that sucked. The second least like we couldn't just suck the least. But we sucked the least because we couldn't beat Yemen, and that's pretty embarrassing. So, cringe, cringe, cringe. But I'm also a fan of the U.S. national team, which really went... Which went pretty well against El Salvador, considering the conditions. Like, I don't know, can Jack... Can-
1: considering we got concacaft yeah.
0: yeah. Considering that once Pulisic like, stepped off the field... You couldn't tell that he was wearing a white jersey. You would have thought that he came out. You couldn't with some... tell by
1: minute thirty. That yeah, he yeah, was wearing literally. White
0: jersey. L- like you saw him, and you are like, "Oh, I didn't know that the U.S. Men's National Team released a, a brown third kit." That's Im- that's impressive. Nope, that's just mud. Uh, but again, fan of Minnesota United and West Ham United as well. Jack, today's the episode that I've been looking forward to probably the most in terms of a deep dive topic because we have been potentially do, uh, you know on the brink of doing this for the past year, it's also uh, a topic that has actually been pretty widely suggested to us uh, from some Twitter uh, followers and Twitter users telling us like, oh, a TV deal for MLS is coming up. You should talk about that. But we wanted to wait till it was official and now we have an official word about the MLS TV deal. So today, we're going to be talking about it, but we've already been doing some talking about this on Twitter. Jack, where can people find us on Twitter?
1: They can find us on Twitter at finalthirdshow.com or no at final third show well, website, technically
0: Yeah. <laughs> technically there is a link to our Twitter on the website. So I'll give you half credit for that. Yes. Right. So that if works. you want to, if you want to hear more of our, you know, Twitter threads, Twitter takes on stuff like the MLS TV deal or how England and France are doing the Nations League, uh, hint, pretty, pretty badly. Or whatever else we talk about, definitely check us out there. Uh, But today we're talking about the MLS TV deal uh, because it was just announced that Apple and MLS have partnered for the next 10 years, starting the 2023 season, to broadcast MLS's games on their streaming service Apple TV and we really wanted to talk about this in a way that not everybody necessarily is. There's a general way of looking at it. There's a way that uh, there's how it affects the the league itself. That's cool and all. But obviously, as you know, us trying to find a niche with this discussion, I think it's really important to talk about how this affects us as fans, because that is what most of us are. I don't think most of us are going to be on the field. That'd be kind of crazy. Uh, so how will this TV deal affect your viewing experience and everything else that comes with it? So today we're going to talk about, I think, three categories that really encapsulate what it means to, you know, go into this new TV deal. And we're going to be grading them. And Jack, can you, can you go possibly through uh, the three categories that we will be grading this, this uh, new TV deal, A through yeah.
1: F? Well, there's three categories. First is fan experience. You know, as we talked about, the bulk of what people are going to be experiencing. There is the accessibility, which is a big thing for MLS since it's still growing, and competition, uh, specifically like you know between teams. I think more so than anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you know, competition. How 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 will like the quality of play increase? You know, the competition between teams, like Jack said, and I I, I think that you know. Pretty much encapsulates how all of this MLS TV deal affects us as viewers. Obviously, it affects Apple. Obviously, it affects the bottom line for MLS in the business sense. And that's all cool and all. But let's talk about how it's going to affect us because it's, it's happening in just eight months. By February of next year, you will have to have bought the new MLS service in order to be watching the first weekend of games. And that's a pretty big deal. So in case you haven't been reading all the articles, let's go over just the general overview before we get into those three categories and start grading them, giving them a letter grade. Uh, So just this Tuesday, yesterday when we're recording this, MLS announced that they're partnering with Apple to put MLS on Apple TV and give the league 2.5 billion with a B over 10 years, which is obviously the biggest of the league's history. Uh, Don Garber, the commissioner said, quote, we think our league is perfectly positioned for the next evolution of how people watch live sports. And with this new partnership with Apple, we're gonna deliver our fans every match anywhere, anytime, anywhere around the world, without any restrictions or any blackouts. That's right, Apple TV will show every MLS game with no local blackouts, meaning that you can be right outside the stadium and still be able to watch the game on your tablet, TV, or phone. And you can watch every team. Something that is not seen in the major men's sports. And in addition to that, like Garver said, it's even international. Apple TV didn't just sign for the USA rights, but for international rights. Meaning you could be on vacation in Yemen, watching them beat the Philippines and still watch any MLS game that you would so choose and what this entails for the actual games that they'll show like I said to every MLS regular season game League's Cup matches which are starting soon here even though it's going to be next year it comes in and also select MLS Next Pro and MLS Next Games now you won't actually have to pay for Apple TV Plus obviously a ton of people already have that Uh, But if you do have that, say you want to watch, like Jack is currently watching, uh, Ted Lasso, you will have complimentary games just for having Apple TV+. Plus. But you won't have to do that because it'll instead be a standalone app within Apple TV. That is what you'll pay for. So you'll have those complimentary games if you're an Apple TV Plus subscriber. But if you want every single game, you're going to need to pay a little bit more. But also, again... You don't actually have to have it, you can have no Apple TV Plus at all, and just be someone that wants to watch MLS, and you'll pay whatever fee you'll need to pay without having to pay for the monthly subscription for the Plus. And what that price is, nobody knows except Don Garber's deepest uh, mind people in his brain, Uh, but regardless... Even better news, there's still going to be some games that are free to anyone, regardless if they pay for the MLS service or Apple TV Plus. Even better news is that if you're a season ticket holder for an MLS team, you get this service completely for free, which hopefully doesn't mean that some uh, you know owners will increase the price just to fit that in, but you know, Good news if you're it's, uh, it's, it's it is possible. I, I, I can name at least like five owners that I feel like would do that. Uh, but regardless, you know, giving support to the people who really prop up this entire league by giving it for free, uh, this does mean no local broadcasts, but they're still in negotiations to provide linear service, meaning that ESPN, for example, might be broadcasting a room 23 to 25 matches still, Univision and Fox are also in discussions. But it's important to note that everything will still be available on the Apple MLS service, which means no national blackouts. For example, if if, if a game was on ESPN and you try to watch on ESPN Plus where MLS was previously, you would have to be a cable subscriber because if it was on ESPN, it means you have to sign into a, t- a TV provider in order to even watch the game on ESPN Plus. And lastly, the last general thing I'll say is that MLS will handle production in-house, but expect more production than what we currently have, and we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Jack, let's jump into the first category, and I'll stop talking in a little second, uh, but that is fan experience. Jack, we deal with Bali Sports North, which oh. isn't, yeah, that, that <laughs> Ug is definitely warranted because it's not exactly the best Service,
1: and that that's that's being a little nice to it. it I'm not. It gonna is it,
0: it it is being a little nice because I I'm remembering times when there'd just be literally no video. Mm-hmm. It would just be like technical difficulties, and we'll miss like the first half of a Minnesota United game. That sucked. That sucked, right?
1: Yeah, it's bad for Timberwolves games. It's bad for Twins games. uh there have been times where the score legitimately just wasn't on the screen. uh I,
0: I dude, that was crazy. That was a crazy yeah. time.
1: Uh, and some horrible audio video visual desync as well. Sometimes I, I could, I could rag on Bali sports North for a long time. Uh, but that's not the point of this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Regardless of who your local broadcaster is many times it wasn't up to snuff. And that's not to say that the production crew wasn't trying their best it was just either investment or just the technology capabilities of the local broadcaster just wasn't great. I can think of, you know, to talk about Bali Sports North a little bit more, just times when the entire production was, did not even really seem professional. Like the, the audio of the the commentators or the audio of the analysts in studio would still be playing, even though they were fading to black for the commercial, and then the commercials wouldn't kick in. It would just be black, but you'd still hear like, 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 uh, Marnie Geller, whatever her name is for, uh, the Timberwolves. Just keep on talking. And you're like, I don't think this is supposed to happen. (laughs) I don't think it's supposed to happen. So, but that's why fan experience is so, so important because it keeps you engaged. That's the bulk of your experience is not necessarily going to be watching the game. It's going to be watching the score bug, watching analysts. That's a big part of, your experience as a fan when you're watching. Uh, and so MLS is trying to increase that quality by making sure there's no blackouts. Watch it anywhere. Every single game, 1080p, which while it's not you know 4K as many people probably want, it's still a step up from the 720p or sometimes 480i that MLS, <laughs> MLS games <laughs> used to be streamed on, which is crazy. Because Jack, what year is it? Let me check my watch.
1: Uh, yeah, it's 2022.
0: It, it it's it's 2022 and the and fox and espn their broadcasts sometimes look like i was watching the 1966 world cup final legitimately legitimately uh, there's also going to be streamlined start times they announced that almost every single game bar for some you know stadium restrictions will be on wednesday or saturday nights providing on like saturday nights for example six straight hours of soccer Meaning that, I don't know, for example, uh, there could be a game starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and then 7 p.m. Eastern time for like, like uh, just, just a slate of soccers. And probably also excitingly, a whip around show for those uh, familiar with things like the NFL Red Zone, uh, the Golazo show for uh, the Champions League group stages, the US Open Cup whip around show that Football America has put on, or the Decision Day show that MLS always puts on. Basically like that, where there'll be multiple games going around and they'll just go to like this game because like, oh, a goal got scored or someone got sent off here. Oh, let's go to another game because another cool thing happened. Basically providing one central place where you can watch all the games all at once, really get interested in uh, the content, as well as produced pre and post shows and other non-game talents. Now, MLS is doing all of this in-house. None of this is Apple TV, so they are taking the bulk of the production that was previously in ESPN and Fox's hands. And uh, you can listen to the broadcast crew or simulcast your local team's radio broadcast, which does mean that there will no longer be local broadcasts, which means no longer will there be local commentators. Uh, That's the bulk of what I wanted to say there uh i know i said i'd let you talk jack and i just (laughs) kept on talking so jack i'm gonna throw it to you and i'll let you talk for as long as you want about fan experience give me a letter grade tell me what you think about all all these compared to the status quo like how would you grade this deal in terms of the fan experience
1: i'm gonna give it a b plus a minus Okay. Uh, mostly because there's still some question marks in there about about all of this stuff, right? We yeah. haven't really seen MLS's in house production yet, and what very it's going to true. look like. And so well,
0: can I can I say we have seen them for MLS Next Pro, and if true. it's anything like that, we're in for a very bad ride.
1: Yeah. So that that's the that's the thing. Like I, uh, I understand. Yeah. There's some question marks about that, which you know is kind of a big a big deal. The production value of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that. The fan experience seems like it'll be pretty good. Uh, Being able to have a bunch of additional content is huge, Uh, you know, because there will be people who will post stuff on Twitter or go on YouTube and find that stuff. But for everything to be in one centralized place, I can imagine like, uh, you know, maybe you'll finish up a game and then right after that, it'll be like, okay, here's a suggested uh, I don't know, player interview from the from a player on that team. Right. So that's great to have all of that in one place. Scheduling also great uh, to have everything on like one day. Uh, it it could be it could be bad for some people, but for for diehard fans, you know, that's great. There's just two days where there will just be soccer and you and you can sit down in front of the TV on those two days and you know it kind of gives you more time to do other things because watching soccer is a long time commitment so
0: it literally uh, is yeah
1: so there you go that that that's kind of nice and i like the idea of a whip around show uh i'm not actually familiar with the nfl red zone because okay. uh, you know that i don't watch <laughs> the nfl that closely and uh i only the team that i used to cheer for i only cheered for to make everyone in minnesota mad you can probably make assumptions based off of that mm-hmm. uh and yeah, uh, bro- the broadcast and commentator quality could be good. Uh, I'm kind of sad about the about thinking about no local commentators because yeah, my question is, does that mean for Minnesota United, no Cowan Kindra? or that's, because that's very concerning to me?
0: If I can answer that, mm-hmm. yes, that is what that means. Uh, th- th- there there is news that, like I said, you can simulcast your local team's radio broadcast. But I, I honestly would doubt that they'd keep them on just as radio broadcasters. There's all. There's also uh, the, the 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 ability to have it like the NFL. Like the NFL, for example, has zero local commentators. It's all mm-hmm. national. You know, shuffle them around. Sometimes you get Joe Buck, and it's the worst day of your life. You know. You know. You know. Okay. The, the vibes.
1: I I don't know who that is, but okay.
0: Sure. Uh, uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, but that isn't to say that there isn't local, you know, experience in the pre and post shows. So before and after Vikings games, they'll have sometimes local people. I'll talk about, oh, the Vikings need to do this, do this, do that, whatever, whatever. And then maybe because you can simulcast radio broadcast, you can keep on listening to them and then they come back into the post show.
1: However, know, this this might drop down to a B or a, or a B minus now. For no, me. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I definitely
0: uh, know what you mean. And guess what? You're not the only one that thinks that because uh, Pat Murphy uh, of uh, SB Nation and Massive Report Columbus Crew was actually wrote, wrote an article about how this does suck for good commentating crews. Minnesota's, I think, is one of the best in the league. You mm-hmm. have Orlando, Columbus, Aris off the top. San head, Jose
1: who- also. I love watching their highlights because their commentators are great.
0: Yeah, exactly. These are skilled commentators that might legitimately be out of the job if they don't get picked up by MLS to be one of the uh, 10 to 14 broadcast crews that will be shuffling around the nation. And that does kind of suck to lose You know, people like, Callan Kindra, so does
1: suck. Yeah, does suck. Uh, if for for those of you who maybe that doesn't ring a bell for, if you if you watch any Minnesota United highlights, the the overly British man who who hypes up every single very, goal,
0: very British.
1: Yeah, but it's great. It's his commentary. His commentary, fantastic. uh So yeah, I don't know. That drops it down a little bit for me because I like a lot of the other stuff, but. I don't know, I I like ha- having, like, those local commentators, because then you know, like, they care about the team. They do. Right, and I I, I like that. I, I like that. Instead of just having random people come on, and then I just thought of, I just thought, Alexi Lalas, what if he's one of the commentators? Right. That uh, <laughs> I've got nightmares already. No, because c- uh, c- c-
0: cause doesn't it, like, suck every time MLS plays like a bigger team, like LA Galaxy, NYCFC, and you have these national commentators come in, uh, and are talking about like, oh, Minnesota United suck, Minnesota United this, Minnesota United that. They're not doing this right. Oh my gosh, LA Galaxy, you know they they brought in Chicharito, you know they had they've had this lot, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I yeah. don't care, like. It's-
1: it- <laughs> It's gonna be what like watching uh, Charles Barkley on the Minnesota Timberwolves because man,
0: oh my god, he hates the Timberwolves. You know, no one it,
1: hates the Timberwolves more than him, I swear.
0: And and that's exactly what it's gonna be like. And, and people who have experienced things like this, whether you're a small team fan of literally any sport, even in the Premier League, if you're a Brighton fan, you probably understand what it feels like to have not your local side talk about it. And there's it's there's something to say about having someone like Cal or Kendra who has been a part of this team for the past six years talk about what this team has gone through. They know the ins and outs of this team. They've talked to Romain Metaneer. They can talk about, you know, what he's going through or what's going through his head when he plays. And that's not something you get from the national side. You might, there's a chance that it'll be less biased on the national side and maybe higher quality. And you, you'll actually also get to know stuff about the other team as well. But if that's not what you're looking for, which is, I'm going to guess, what a lot of people aren't looking for. They just want to support their team. It, it definitely takes something away from this entire deal, which sucks.
1: Yeah, and honestly, those national commentators, they're going to be biased towards the big, most successful teams yes that because hey it makes the most money and makes the most people happy probably uh so they're going they're going to be all over lafc la galaxy oh seattle sounders yes uh portland timbers maybe uh nycfc probably uh
0: atlanta united atlanta, atlanta. miami yeah yeah
1: it's but skc rsl colorado rapids Minnesota Columbus. United, Columbus, even Cincinnati, chi-
0: even Chicago—they're Chicago. They're yeah. a big market. They're—they're not—they're not gonna. They're getting
1: not. They'll get nothing. Uh, there, there are so many teams that are going to get like absolutely nothing from these competitions. Like Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto. Toronto maybe will get some. Oh yeah, somewhere.
0: absolutely. Toronto. Toronto Jeez. will
1: because yeah, or Insigne is coming like in two weeks now or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna be fine, but Montreal, Vancouver, uh, St. Louis, now maybe Charlotte as well. Like, it's not gonna be as good. I, yeah, I,
0: yeah it's not gonna be as good. But hopefully, and I I think this is the, the big hope that even if the commentators aren't as high quality, the overall quality of the stream stays good, right? Because you know. The best part about watching Minnesota United games like on TV, other than what's actually happening on the field, even though many times in the season hasn't been the main draw, is the commentators. Everything else about Bali Sports or your local NBC Sports or, I don't know, New York, it's what, I don't know, MSG and Yes Network, whatever it is. Everything else like kind of sucks. The quality can be bad. It again, it's it might not be as professional. And so. I think the coolest thing about this entire uh, streaming service that MLS is, is doing is that everything is streamlined. You don't have to go towards Bali Sports. Oh, but it's national, so I have to watch it on ESPN. Oh, but I'm out of state, so I have to watch on ESPN+. It's literally like, hey, go to Apple TV, watch it. That's all you need literally the only thing that you need to do. There's a bit more nuance to that. But really, like the one place that you have to look at to watch soccer in anywhere around the world, MLS, Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And and that's really good. And you also have the streamlined in terms of quality. MLS may be paying upwards of $60 million a year starting off to produce everything in-house. That's a big chunk of money, but that means more consistency with quality more consistency uh with quantity because they're they're streamlining when things are actually uh going up you know uh uh, you mentioned consistent start times Uh, one of the mls executives uh stevenson actually said when you think about the schedule today this is a quote we've had in this year alone 63 different start day start time combinations and it's really hard for our fans to kind of understand when the games are starting, whether they're a fan going to the stadium or whether they're a fan watching on the broadcast. And I mean, Jack, we've joked that MLS games, I mean, they start eight to 15 minutes after the scheduled start. Oh, at
1: least Uh, if an MLS game is starting on time, it's wrong. Uh,
0: If if an MLS game is starting on time, I'm assuming that something wrong happened, like 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 hell froze over or something. So.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I just thought of one other thing for the fan experience because international fans, it's great for them. Uh, It's great. I remember, I can't remember who retweeted it or anything, but I saw something from Orlando City, a UK fan account saying, wow, I'm going to be able to actually watch all of the Orlando City games and be able to see everything outside of just highlights. Uh, And, you know, that that's kind of cool that. That it's going to help those international fans of teams, you know, be able to watch their teams regularly.
0: Yeah, and, and that was that's one of the main draws, and I think we're going to get to that a little bit more in the accessibility part. But if you're a fan who had a, a local, uh, a local talent gets snapped up by an MLS club, and you live internationally, like a, let's say, what's his name? Svidersky, I believe his name is mm-hmm. for Charles uh, Svidersky, uh, Yep, yeah. mm-hmm, for, for Charlotte, Charlotte. FC. And you're a Polish fan, and you want to you know keep track of his development, just get Apple TV and and watch some games. Fall in love with Charlotte FC, like you could do that. And it's not just international people, but bilingual people, because they've announced that in addition to ha- having like the the English uh English language stream in house, they're also doing Spanish and French if it's a uh, first select games, and a lot of that is going to be Montreal games, yep. but maybe some other games. And they're even planning, Jack, to have Portuguese by 2025. So all those Brazilian and Portuguese fans out there, come on by 2025. We got a seat for you. So uh, really, I, I look at it as a, as a way to get something like what the Premier League has with NBC and Peacock. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't think Peacock is a good streaming service. Oh, it's one of the worst. <laughs> it, it is one of the worst. Not that I would know. Uh, but something that they do very well is that they make the quality of the stream worth it. You, you, you look you compare La Liga Serie A with with the Premier League. It, the Premier League so much more produced. The grass seems like literally greener. You know they have they have like the soccer mornings kind of kind of show. Uh, they, they show like the, the match of the day stuff it's all very good and keeps you engaged with what is happening in the Premier league. And you feel like even if you're just following your team tangentially, you're a fan of the Premier league because they do such a good job weaving all of the other games into the game that you're watching, weaving all of the narratives. And that is helped because a lot of that is standardized. They're able to, you know, get all the teams on the, on the, the same page because the NBC is kind of like the mastermind for uh, for American Premier League coverage, so they get to handle everything there, and that's just not something that we see in in MLS, which is great to see that there's going to be some changes. I'm really excited for not just the whip around show because I am a big fan of things like the Golazo Show or the NFL Red Zone, but also just the pre and post match shows. I, I can I can count so many times so many times, I can't even fit them on my fingers, on my hands, that a game on ESPN would just finish abruptly because they had to get to, like, volleyball. And no offense to volleyball. I love volleyball. But it would be so nice to have, like, like you, you mentioned Charles Barkley, to have, like, an inside-the-NBA-type show where you have, like, former players just, like, shouting at each other because they're like, ah! Oh. Uh, and NYCFC need to hire this coach to to replace Ronnie Diala. No, they should hire this coach to, to replace Ronnie Dyla. You know, because that that's what I want. I I want people to 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 talk about what we just saw instead of having to rely on Twitter or uh or just news sites to cover it. Because really, that's what a lot of of people want. I don't know. I I I got, I got some more stuff to say, Jack. But anything else on fan experience?
1: Uh no, I don't have anything else on fan experience. All right,
0: cool. Well, uh, w- one of the things that I-, I wanted to bring up was the fact that on-, on top of like you know the fan experience of having higher quality, uh, streams like visually, being able to watch as many games. I think the most significant news here is the fact that MLS is handling all of this, and it also because it also means that they're not just handling the game stuff, but they're handling all the non-game stuff, which means that they could potentially have space for these post and pre-match shows, and also just like MLS talk shows. Uh, and that's not something that, that we necessarily saw with ESPN and Fox. I I cannot tell you how many times i would watch sports center i'm sorry that like i i can't believe i just had to watch sports i don't i i, I promise i i am under the age of 30 i promise i'm sorry everybody for saying that uh but i can't count the how many times i would turn on sports center and you know watch your show and if they brought up soccer it almost be in jest it would be a joke that they were talking about soccer literally only taylor Twoman when he was on espn would talk about soccer in a serious way and that sucks because one of the main reasons people enjoy soccer is because of the drama around it and not just soccer but sports in general i'm a huge f1 fan i, I have been since 2016 and even since then i can't tell you exactly what all the details specs are for engines i i I, I, can, I can tell you some other things, but I can't tell you that. So why am I still interested in F1? Because I could tell you the drama between Charles Leclerc and Ferrari right now. I can tell you what crazy things happened between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton last season, because there's drama, and there's a story being built because the, the shows that Sky Sports would show talked about the narratives. They talked about the storylines. People watch sports for the storylines. Why do people care so much about the NBA? It's not just because it's high quality. It's not just because it's exciting to watch. That's part of it.
1: It's definitely it's, not because the refs are good.
0: It's definitely not because <laughs> the refs are good. That, you're right, You're right though. Sometimes the games suck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the games are blowouts. Sometimes the refs call a million fouls against, against Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves choke another lead. Yep. Right? And, and th- th- that's, what, that's what happens. And yet people still watch it. Because they saw that on, on, on ESPN, on Fox, or wherever, that Draymond Green was talking mad-ish to Boston, saying that they'll beat them, and now he sucks. And that's something that you want to watch. They, they want to watch uh, Steph Curry, because he's about to break a three-point record. They want to watch Jordan Poole and Jason Tatum go at it, because there's this huge narrative. And it's the same thing with soccer. Why do people watch... I don't know. What, Jack, why did I wake up at like 7 a.m. to watch Burnley play in like April or March or whatever? It was because it was the first game after Dyche got sacked. I wanted to see how they did. You know why? Because I, I, I was watching YouTube videos about how that sack was going to affect Burnley.
1: And it really did affect them.
0: And it, 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 it did. It did. But people watch stuff because of that. And so if MLS can tap in to some talk show to be able to create content outside of just games and talk about Insigne is coming to Toronto, what does that mean for the league? Go beyond what, what what's just like said by, by everyone else on TV and talk as in depth about the league and how it'll affect the league as content creators on the internet do. And that's all I have to say about that. It's, it's gonna be a huge thing. I never got gave my grade. I'm giving it. I'm giving an A because I think that once we move past local broadcasters and the sadness that is, I, I'm sure, uh, unless they just want to move on to a different experience, I would bet a lot of money that Cal and Kintra will find jobs with MLS. It sucks that they won't call for Minnesota United, but I think that this fan experience is probably the best part about this entire deal
1: i don't trust it enough yet i'm i'm still sticking with i'm i'm gonna say it's like a b to b plus
0: and and that's th- that is completely okay not everybody's going to be on board with the actual you know once you're in the service what they see and that's okay that's okay i'm also excited for the consistent start times because geez does it suck not knowing when any anything's happening <sighs> There is a game happening right now. And I had no idea.
1: Yeah, there is it, one happening right now. Yeah. New England versus Orlando, I think.
0: Yeah, it's Wednesday right after an international break. I, I wasn't expecting it. <sighs> I'll be honest. Ugh. All right, Jack, let's talk about accessibility. Most games are going to be on this Apple TV service, meaning, like I said, no local broadcast. It's not on cable. But again, it's going to be available on most devices iPhones, iPads, iPods, MacBooks, and of course, all the other non-Apple products like PC, Roku's, Fire Sticks, Amazon, T, I'll be honest, I don't know all the devices, but bottom line is it's gonna be on a lot of places as long as it has the Apple TV app. So Jack, accessibility, especially in terms of access to fans, casual fans, and how it can potentially grow the game or keep the game back, whatever you want to take it. How would you grade the accessibility of this new Apple TV Plus service as we currently know about it?
1: Um, it's interesting because accessibility for fans is like an A. Accessibility for anyone else and in terms of growing the game is like a D or an F.
0: Oh, you, You've seen my, uh, my Twitter thread.
1: Uh, actually, I did not know you wrote a Twitter thread. That's uh, even
0: better. That, that means we both <laughs> independently came with the same conclusion. That's cool.
1: Uh, yeah, because for actual fans, it's going to be great. You know, people like us and people like, you know, uh, USMNT thoughts, people like Jordan and Logan on a stateside show. It's going to be great for people like us who watch a ton of games in MLS and like to hear everything about it Mm -hmm. all in one place great uh it's fantastic in terms of growing the game um mls shot itself in the foot with that because you know before they had local games being streamed right so you could see a scenario where you know an mlb game finishes up and you know uh some guys just uh, or girl, you know, or or anyone, you know, is just randomly flipping through the channels. Yeah. And they and they and all of a sudden this other sports game pops on and they're like, "Huh, this is interesting. And there you go. Maybe you get an MLS fan out of that. Right. Not, That's how I got into ca- it. Yeah. Not the case. Not going to be the case anymore, because the only way you're going to be watching this is if you have the actual package or if you have an Apple TV Plus subscription. Like, I didn't have an Apple TV Plus subscription until like a week ago. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's not something that every single person has. So, you're not going to get people who just flip through uh, channels and be like, oh, this is new, let's try it. Uh, you're not going to just get random sports fans into it. Because if it's behind like a package with a paywall, The people who are going to buy it aren't going to be people who are like, you know, I want to try like watching a game. Right. It's going to be people who are like, I want to watch all of my team's games. It's going to be people who are already into it. People who are kind of on the fringe. It's not going to appeal as much to them. And yes, they can still get some games streamed for free. But it's not as many opportunities for that.
0: And you still have to look for it. It's still going to be on Apple TV. And and if you you don't have Apple TV downloaded or you know y- y- you have to like look for it, that's still a barrier, for entry.
1: Yeah, or like people who don't have smart TVs. There's still plenty of people who don't. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, they have like dumb if you don't, TVs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if you don't if you don't have a smart TV, you're not you're not getting any of that. You're yeah. not going to see anything. Uh, and
0: well, you, you can know. you can you can stream it like on your phone or on your computer.
1: I here's the thing though the people who don't have smart tvs probably also don't have smartphones or at least don't know how to use them as efficiently as uh,
0: you you underest mm, maybe no but <laughs> okay, hey okay, this, this is this is all very uh, a zoomer gen z thing to say well let's give like let's give the millennials and gen x and boomers some some credit
1: oh i i'm i i can give most of them credit it's more like you know it's more boomers. Let's be real. Okay. It's, it's like, how many people do you know that have a non smart TV that know how to use their phone very efficiently?
0: Jack, I'll be honest. Of the people that I know that have the income to have a smart TV, uh-huh. I only know people that have smart TVs. Can exactly. I say that? I don't know. I don't know anyone other than my family in the Philippines. And it's the Phil. No, even they have smart TVs. <laughs> I don't There's, know. There,
1: there are still some people who don't have them. I'm sure.
0: I guess, but but, but, but can I can I interject here and okay. say that that's not MLS's target demographic? And I, I to be clear, I'm on your side, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and I think that this is a very popular sentiment to say that most people are streaming nowadays. The true. overwhelming. That is true. The overwhelming uh, way that people want to view sports is through streaming. Now, still, there's 40% of people who watch TV primarily through cable TV. But I would argue, and a lot of people would argue, that that's not MLS's target demographic. MLS, compared to the other uh, four major men's leagues, has one of, if not the youngest viewer base. And we see that, overwhelmingly, younger people want to stream younger people have iPhones and iPads 85% of all of like the the phone company uh, industry share for people under the age of 25 like our age college aged Mm -hmm. own iPhones instead of Androids I'm not one of them I'm a proud a (sighs) Samsung s20 user I'm never gonna buy an iPhone screw you jack
1: boom iPhone all the way
0: Okay, well we can get into discussion in a second, uh, but regardless, younger people will have some type of access and will know how to use Apple TV, and the the, the metaphor about like switching through the channels, ESPN is averaging two hundred and ninety two thousand five hundred viewers for MLS games in two thousand twenty two.
1: Cornhole,
0: on average, gets more than MLS. That's corn- because
1: cornhole's great.
0: great. Cornhole? Yeah, Jack. Cornhole <laughs> is great. And guess what? It, it, it costs less to produce. It costs less for the events to be put on. And it brings in less money. And there's less people watching it in stadium, in wherever they are. And, it, and more pe- still more people watch it on TV than soccer. And this so, if, you know, to, 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 to bring it into debate terms, the squo is bad, status quo, <laughs> the status quo that we have is bad. And so, wh- Jack, I- I'm going to throw this to you. Why should we care about people going through TV channels? Like, why, why is that such a big deal? If the majority of people are going to be willing to pay for the Apple TV, not, not willing to pay, have the ability and want to stream
1: see i think that i think that's a little bit of a, of a misrepresentation of the main issue here the main issue the main isn't issue? the main issue isn't just getting people who are flipping through channels it's that mls is stunting the growth because casual fans who maybe don't know much about soccer and just want to start getting into it how many of them are going to pay for a TV or for a streaming package of MLS games to try it.
0: Just to get into the league.
1: Right. Just to get okay. into the league. Who, who's, who's doing that? I, I, e- I probably wouldn't. Exactly. So that, that's the issue. You're, you're putting it behind a paywall and making it very difficult for, to get people into the sport. Like, this could have this been really good, I think, 2027. Like, this model would have been great after the World Cup. And, but in the and maybe maybe they're making that
0: bet. It's a ten-year deal. Maybe they're making the bet that the streaming, which is like growing exponentially, continues mm-hmm. to grow exponentially, so that the largest like market share is going to belong to streaming when it comes to people's eyeballs.
1: Maybe, it, but it's a long deal. I I still think that there's a, a bit of a risk. You know, I uh, I, I, I agree. I agree. and I feel like it's going to hurt the growth a little bit because. There, are, there are times where you could just like go, you know, like uh, for for most times, if I was going over to like a relative's house, right, and I and uh, oh, you know, yeah, so I, I know exactly where you're going. Yep, and something else just finished up. I could, I could turn to a channel and be like, "Here's an MLS game," right?
0: And Jack, I've done that so many. I, I, I've yep. done that with uh, my girlfriend's parents. We were, we were just like watching and I, I turned on the Minnesota United Vancouver Whitecaps match that that one uh, game that we got screwed by like a phantom penalty. Do you Remember yep. that one?
1: Yep. I remember that one. <laughs> and
0: and I got him hooked. And now he wants to go to a Minnesota United game.
1: Oh, uh, look at dad. that yeah look at that how how is that happening if uh because in i scenario. just
0: pressed the cu- i pressed i pressed two nine whatever to get to bali two, sports north
1: yeah, i think it's like 298 or something on
0: mine. i I don't know i just i was just pressing <laughs> random buttons i don't know
1: yeah but see that that's the thing like you can't just do that like i uh, think thinking about like uh trying to get anyone into it or just like you know there i i have a feeling that people can relate to this where you're you're going over to someone else's house. You don't really know the people there that well. It's something that like maybe your parents are dragging you along to. You just want to go down somewhere else and turn on the TV there. Are you speaking from just, experience right now? Well, maybe a little. When, when was uh, last time this happened? Was this last week? Uh was it? Maybe a li- maybe could, <laughs> could potentially be. Okay. Uh, you, you just want to turn on the TV and maybe watch an MLS game? Not happening. Not uh, happening. Not happening because. I mean, technically, you could log into like your own <laughs> apple t v subscription
0: yeah but, you, you better pray they have chromecast so you can like uh yeah, put that put that stuff on the t v exactly, but if they don't no' it, it's, it's
1: it's not happening you're not getting you're not getting the same reach, and i I think that they're that they're really going to hamper their growth uh this sport has not grown it's it has grown quite a bit uh I think this, it's like the fourth it, it surpassed hockey, I think. Yeah. In terms it, of, like, popularity among younger viewers. And I think baseball as well. Uh, I think it's, it's like, it's, the third among the youngest uh, demographic.
0: But this league hasn't.
1: Right, exactly. And I think that's going to harm growth quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Especially, like, like I said, you know, I was playing devil's advocate, but 40% of people who watch TV still primarily use cable TV. And again, yeah, to convince people to watch their local soccer team, watch every game, to say that, oh, the barrier for entry is $8 a month, might be $80 for the season. That's really tough, especially when you consider that people are already paying for other services. And so if they want to... They, they have to already know that they are committed in order to get in. And yes, there's going to be like local, not local, there's going to be select matches on Apple TV that's free for everybody. But let's be honest, that, those are going to be the LA Galaxies, the Toronto FCs, the LA LAFCs, the, the Inter-Miamis of the world. That's not going to be the local team and what matters for, you know, SKC, Minnesota United. It's getting people to the stadium to watch. And guess what? That's just not happening when you have the barrier for entry to watch on TV so high. I got into Minnesota United because I looked up where to watch it and found out that it was on, was that on 45? I, no, it was on my 29. It was on my 29 back in 2013. And I was like, sick. Well, we have that. We have cable, we, we have direct TV or whatever it was. Turned to 29, watched Minnesota United play like, Indy D eleven New York Cosmos, and suddenly I was hooked. Right there, you go. Because let's be honest, we, we, we I can talk about demographics all I want. We can talk about demographics and how most people want to stream. Youngest people want to stream. It, it's the third highest, uh, most viewed sport in terms of uh the eighteen to to thirty five demographic. But demographics don't say everyone. Demographics are not everyone. For for just just to. To go off that same example, if I had to convince my parents to buy a whole new service because I did not have a disposable income, spoiler alert, a lot of people under the age of 18 don't have a very disposable income. Mm-hmm. I barely do still. So, especially when I have to pay for all these services, but regardless, if the parents aren't receptive to buying MLS, Apple TV+, Plus, whatever, then you might just lose a fan because they can't, you know, watch dedicatedly. And it's not just that, you know, to, to bring in just anybody. There are people who simply can't afford that or, or, or can't justify that when they're already paying for cable. And if, if most of what they watch, like if, 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 if they're already a soccer fan, you know, just one step over from being an MLS fan, if they are an American soccer fan, who likes the Premier League, who likes Liverpool, for example. In order to watch all the Liverpool games possible, they have to buy Paramount Plus to watch the Champions League. Peacock to watch all of uh, uh, their games that aren't shown on cable. USA Network, they Mm -hmm. have to have a cable network to to get USA Network. And if they want to watch the Cup games, FA Cup, EFL Cup, ESPN Plus. Those are four different services they have to pay, probably more than $100. And now they have to buy another service that again is just MLS. They're not buying espn plus and it's like oh there's mls but like for me example i'm also a college basketball fan so i can also watch that with espn plus oh i'm also a la liga fan so i'd watch that with espn plus or since i you know follow liverpool i'll watch the fa cup matches and you know since i have it i'll watch some mls cup ma- mls matches now if you're a soccer fan you already have to like mls tangentially in order to watch and and buy into this service that's huge That is a huge barrier to entry that I think is completely underrated because everyone that's talking about this is already MLS fans. Everyone talking about this is already middle class, has a disposable income, is dedicated enough because they're on Twitter, on Reddit. But that's not the case for everybody. And I I, I struggle to see how this is anything than, well, I'm not gonna say it's a complete miss, but and it's not a home run either. It's somewhere in the middle where the accessibility, if you're already dedicated, is great. It's like it's like a pop fly. I don't know why I'm bringing all these other sports metaphors, <laughs> uh, but since, you know, Apple TV also has uh major league baseball, it's like a pop fly. And you don't know if uh, if, if, if they're going to catch it. I don't know anything about baseball. You know, you know, the vibes, you know, the vibes Yeah. Though. yeah. I don't know. It's tough. And there's there, there's so much more beyond that bars. Jack, not n- n- neither of us are very big bar people. No, not really. Especially sports bar. I will I no. will never go to. We go to the U of M. I'm never gonna go to Sally's. I am oh, never going to not. Sally's.
1: A- and anyone near the U of M knows exactly what we taught were what yeah. we mean by that.
0: And if you if you've ever gone to college, just imagine like the worst of the sports bars, and you just use that as an equivalent, right? Yep but guess what a lot of people do i've met people who love going to sports bars like that because that's where they they ingest digest their <laughs> sports and imagine how difficult it's going to be to go up to someone already you know i want to i want to watch a uh, minnesota united play chicago fight you're gonna get laughed out of that place <laughs> and and like in like half of the bars in America, that's gonna be the case. Or they're gonna they're gonna be like, no, maybe later. I don't know. And it, it's not. It's it's gonna be very hard to fight for TV bar space. Yeah. Now imagine you have to say, hey, can you switch out of this cable thing? Do you guys have Apple TV, by the way? And not just Apple TV. <laughs> Do you have the MLS Apple TV? MLS Live. Oh my gosh. And yeah. not only that, but you know, bars actually have to. You know, pay the license fee in order to stream games. You're telling me that, that you walk down the street in 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 Lincoln, Nebraska, and, and you go, "Hey, it's Joe's. I'm gonna go to Joe's and watch <laughs> and, 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 and watch and watch and watch Houston Dynamo play Austin FC." Do you th- do you think that they paid for the license? Do you think they paid for Apple TV? You're gonna they're gonna you're gonna walk in and they're gonna be like Apple TV. I still use a rotary phone. What are you talking about? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And so and so I understand that, that not everybody goes to bars. I understand I don't go to bars like that. However, if we want to make sure that we are not purposely excluding people just for the sake of excluding people, having more linear TV deals like ESPN, like Fox, and univision which is to be suggested would help this immensely because right now only apple tv i think in terms of this long-term accessibility unless something drastically changes in the market does slightly more to harm than it does to help jack what else anything
1: i no, i agree it's probably going to do more damage in the long run for getting people into it and uh all that kind of stuff, and also I—I I might add, there is only one ex- acceptable sports bar, and it's Buffalo Wild Wings. That—that's that—that's—that's that's the most. No, I well.
0: also disagree. Wow,
1: no. wow, no Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: No, I—I I am not a big uh, spicy wing kind of guy. I also don't like their wings in general. So, I'm sorry.
1: You, see that—that's two strikes right there. No, you don't like wings in general. I and don't. And I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like their wings. I don't like okay. their wings. But you don't like spicy wings at all either?
0: I, I, I'm not a big spice guy. I'm sorry. Man. Hey, hey, uh, there's no way the guy that does like noodles is talking to me about <laughs> not liking wings. I cannot like wings if you cannot like okay, noodles. That's fair. That's this the rule. That's compromise. the rule.
1: Fair compromise.
0: Uh, seeking a fair compromise. I think if there's anything that the accessibility does right. And the reason why I'm actually not going to give it a D or an F. I'm going to give it like a B is because there's a lot of there's a lot of ability to use Apple. We haven't even talked about this. Apple's huge. You have
1: an True. iPhone. Yep.
0: And I have and an, an Android. First of all, bad part of the accessibility. There's no Apple TV app on Android. <laughs> I and, and most of the time I watch an stuff, I- iPhone. I'm not getting an iPhone <laughs> and screw anyone that's forced me to do that. I'm sick and tired of, uh, of this. Android <laughs> is better and
1: not to watch MLS on in the future.
0: That I was about to say th- that is a huge issue in accessibility <laughs> that I have to watch on my computer or watch on my uh ps4 because hey a lot of people especially older people have androids and so you we have to figure something out to you know get the mls app on android but you know a lot of people do have iphones and just imagine right uh stevenson that one guy mls executive i mentioned said very specifically that the amount of synergy that can happen is crazy because Apple is a huge multinational corporation. Let's say he he puts the example of someone, uh, they, they sign a very prominent Colombian player. Suddenly, they can use the Apple global distribution system, Apple News, Apple Health and Fitness, Apple Watches, Apple Music, integrated with their marketing scheme. They could like, you know, be like, hey, you have indicated this is getting a little big brothery, big technology, but that's the direction we're going. <laughs> hey, you, you like co- Colombian football? You know, uh, we, we, and Apple News. So you suggested that you want to hear news about the Colombia national football team. Well, turns out Houston Dynamo just uh, signed uh, a prominent uh, young midfielder from Colombia, and suddenly they're like, "Oh, cool." Well, how do I watch this? They click on the little notification available on Apple TV and like, oh swell, I already have Apple TV because I am a I am a dedicated Apple user. I love Apple. I have all the Apple products. And suddenly you have this integrated fan that you got because of the fact that you are dealing with Apple. Jack, Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. Ted Lasso comes to America, saves Chicago fire, right? That's possible now.
1: I I guess yeah. No spoilers. I,
0: I don't I don't know if that actually happens. I, mean, I don't I, know. I haven't I, watched season two yet.
1: I'm only on episode two of season two, so I, I don't know. Maybe for all we know, it it has. Uh, but I'll, also I want to clarify. I'm not giving it a D or an F. I'm giving it. I'm saying I I average out the A for fans and the D or F. So like I don't know a, a B minus a B. Okay, maybe all right. Probably well, more towards I, the B. I wasn't even
0: g- give it a a D for. A DNF for accessibility. I, I'm I'm saying I, I'm giving accessibility just straight up a C because you have you have Ted Lasso like the ability to maybe you know use some of that soccer thing. I think I think even even like a, a, a kind of cameo of like Bruce Arena <laughs> with with Ted Lasso oh, would do would do more good for getting MLS out there than like half of what MLS is doing right now. Because you know how many people came up to me to talk about Ted Lasso when that show came out because they knew that I did this podcast. They knew that I've been watching soccer for my entire life. So many people that I thought didn't even like me (laughs) straight up were mean to me before. And they're like, hey, you like soccer, right? So that's huge. And to bring it to to make some more sports metaphors, Jack, have you ever heard of the show uh, Drive to Survive? It's a Formula One show.
1: No, I have not.
0: Okay. Have you ever heard All or Nothing That's soccer? Yeah, yeah, All or yes, Nothing but the Tottenham, the Tottenham oh, yeah, that, and okay. uh, Juve, I believe, uh I, I, Arsenal are having, are, are everyone. Up, right? Yeah. Or uh, Sunderland till I die stuff like that. Yep, I've heard of that. You know, uh, I, th- I believe most of those are Amazon. Uh, uh
1: Sunderland till I die is Netflix, I think.
0: Uh, okay, that that so Amazon is uh oh the All or, All nothing. or nothing. Yeah. Netflix that's also Drive to Survive. F1 and uh, Sunderland Slide Die. Imagine that, but for MLS. The reason why Sunderland's has some international fans, the reason why F1, their American appeal, literally skyrocketed. I was there before that, so I'm a, I'm a real fan. Just saying, just saying. But imagine, right? LA Galaxy. All or nothing. Because so it's not going to be called all or nothing. It's, it's LA Galaxy give it your all or something like that. Something, something stupid title, because that's all, all sports, uh, sports titles have to be stupid. But that would do a lot to grow this league because, again, people like storylines, people like drama, people like narratives. And if you show the behind the scenes, which, let's be honest, Apple, Apple knows how to make shows. They have, uh, they have that, that one show, uh, Severance or whatever. Uh, they have Ted Lasso. They know how to produce things. They can definitely produce, like, a reality TV show-esque show featuring an MLS team, right? They could. Min- Minnesota United in the Fall of Adrian Heath. There you go. That's your next title. That's your next title.
1: It's a bit of a mouthful. I'm not going to lie. but
0: uh, all, or no- all or nothing, Art, Tottenham, whatever, that's also, you know, it's, it's all stupid. It's like all the titles are stupid. Let's just compound this. This Drive to survive. That's corny. But it does the job. The fall of Adrian Heath. There you go. But yeah, again, that's great outreach for, for people who, you know, might not be interested in watching any like any one game. Like someone turns on RSL versus Philadelphia Union. They're not going to know what's going on. They're like, why? why is this? Why is this team in the middle of Mormon country called Real Salt Lake? <laughs> True. What's ro- what's Spanish or royal about anything in Utah? Nothing. No offense, Utahians. If that's the right synonym for you guys,
1: Utahns. Yep. Utahns. <laughs> that's worse. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, whatever, it 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 would be good for the game if people who aren't interested in just jumping into soccer had a little bit of an explainer. Like this is the history of uh, LA Galaxy, and this is their quest to get the sixth title. Now that they signed literally every possible designated player because they're so desperate, <laughs> right? That kind of introduction, that kind of narrative introduction, would be huge. All I'm saying, all I'm saying. All right, Jack. Finally, let's talk about competition. How will this affect? The competitive success, the competitive parity, the competitive quality on the field, quality that MLS puts out. So, just a little background: the existing, uh, existing deal. T- the, once everything is said and done, because obviously, not not every single dollar made from the TV deal goes to the teams. MLS takes some, and then beyond that, uh it gets split into the teams and then beyond that, it gets like put into the salary cap, whatever. But the existing after, after all, everything that's taken from MLS is about $65 million a year. Split that between uh, the teams. When this deal was signed in 2015, there were 20 teams. So it's about $3.25 million a team. Uh, or now that there is 28 teams, it's about 2.32. This new deal is about $250 million a year. Uh, that's about $8.62 million a team, very big jump. And once you consider the fact that we're definitely gonna hit 30 million by the end of this deal, or 30 teams by the end of this deal, and the fact that you have to take some money out, it evens out to be about $7 million a year per team. That's big, obviously it's not like 100% game changing, but that is a big jump to go from 2.32 to about $7 million, $5 million jump for each and every team. Jack, in terms of the competitive on-the-field product of MLS, because we are going to be watching that, how would you grade this TV deal?
1: I, I th- I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not one of, this is the part I'm not as sure about, because okay, me you too. Know, I, I think it's going to increase... Player salary caps because I believe and, the and current I, CBA. I got stats for that too. Yep, the current it. CBA does have a provision in there mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it will increase their the salary cap, which theoretically should produce more competition because teams can sign players who would previously demand a higher salary, and you know maybe they can get more players on their bet, like their benches will increase in quality because that's something that we've talked about a lot in terms of like compared to liga mx where liga mx doesn't have this salary cap so they can sign a bunch of players and their benches are about as good as a lot of mls first teams so you know that that's that's a big deal uh that that could be a big deal uh in terms of the actual competition between teams i i i don't know how much it's going to be affected because they're still going to be playing their games i mean yes having more money for the teams can improve facilities uh could improve training grounds but if, if even if that's all even there's still inherent advantages that other teams have whether it's like right. funding from their owners or other things like that so it it doesn't necessarily move the needle that much especially if it's entirely even uh because that just means that theoretically everyone should get the same amount better.
0: <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know if it's going to be even, but you're right. Like $5 million is a lot, but also if you're Arthur Blank of Atlanta United and you're signing blank checks, no pun intended, <laughs> I mean, $5 million will be a drop to the bucket for you. Yes, it's a lot of money, but that's like, that, that's like one big signing or like that could be like one half of a big signing. Yeah. Which is significant, that five billion increase, but still, it's not like I said before, going to be a game changer. So, uh, and I I should say, of course, with the linear deals, like ESPN, uh, Fox, that could still happen. This TV deal can balloon up to $300 million, which is when people were saying like, oh, expect only $150, maybe $200 million is huge. It's game changing in terms of that. But again, on the field, you know, only about 12.5% in the first two years of money made after, I believe, the $100 million mark will go to the salary cap, will go to the players. That's a provision in the CBA, like you mentioned. After that, the next two years, it's 25%. So all in all, when you do the math, I think Sam Stayskill and uh, Paul Tenorio did a piece on this, and they said it was about 900000 extra dollars into the cap space, which is Decent. I'm forgetting what the actual cap hit is right now, but I, I would I would probably guess that's around a 25 30 40 percent increase to what the the cap is right now. May not forty percent. Somewhere around that region though. And so that's a pretty good raise for a, a lot of non DP players. That that's pretty good. That that can get you a, an extra like equivalent TAM level player. But that's not huge per se. However, the TV deal is nothing to, to scoff at because it is the sixth biggest soccer TV deal in the world. And yes, of course, of course, like when you consider the fact that, you know, we have more teams than the average league, whatever, but it's like the five biggest leagues. And now with this, MLS has jumped over the Brazilian league to be the sixth biggest soccer league. And even in the U.S., you know, it's not, it, it, it's not huge uh, comparatively, uh, but you look at the current uh, media rights deals between Sports League and American broadcasters. So this is just American broadcasters. It goes, NFL, whose annual revenue is, geez, $10 billion. Wow, and that's starting next year. That is, yeah. wow, wow. Oh, wow, okay, wow, geez, geez. little, yeah uh it goes NFL NBA which is only 2.6 billion wow NFL 2.6 billion is the second place wow okay jeez uh MLB NHL NASCAR PJ college football player, premier league la Liga. that's right premier league and la liga obviously make more money even in the US than MLS and then it's MLS and this was for the 2015 uh TV deal they've only took in about 90 million uh Gross, I believe is the term to use for that. But out there, two hundred and fifty—that means they jump over La Liga. Let's go! And so that's a—that's one jump, but but still, it's pretty significant. So again, it's not going to be game changing. That money does bring us up, and it allows like teams to invest that money. Five million dollars—that can that can upgrade some of your facilities. Th- that can pay for a lot of your staff salaries. Maybe you can like, completely like upgrade your, your staff or hire more staff. That's awesome, that's great. All just from existing as an MLS team. But the biggest thing, and really the, the, the last thing I'll say about competition is the fact that if anything, it's a step towards the right direction and it gets us movement towards Revenue sharing, because once a certain number of subscribers is reached, revenue sharing begins, which is a huge incentive. Basically, that $250 million a year, that's the minimum. If MLS starts bringing great subscribers, great numbers for Apple TV, that number begins to grow, which makes it imperative that MLS puts out a good product and that Apple TV pays to market and pays to, you know, get Ted Lasso to say, go support uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps or whatever they're great I don't know I don't know what he'd say <laughs> but it's it, this is this is the first time in this league's history that they have directly tied the revenue of the league with the cap space that has never been done before and so my hope is that now that they have shown that they're okay with raising the cap space That that continues, and I think that is the biggest thing that this has done for competition. Obviously, the five million dollar extra dollars has helped, but this this notion, this this concession that yes, the cap space is not an unmoving, undying, uh, undying thing. We are not we are not fundamentalist about this. The cap space can increase, especially one to one with revenue. That's huge, and it gives us the theoretical, uh, precedent to continue pushing or revenue sharing with MLS to go to M- to player salaries and increase that cap space and improve competition. Kind of long-winded to say that it's not a big deal, but it is in the long run. That's where I stand. Jack, that's all I have to say about competition, unless you have something else.
1: I've got nothing else to say, because as I said, I, you know, if if it is, I I will say one other thing. If it's okay. even in terms of like, you know, splitting the money between the teams, then... It's there's no change, really. But if it gets split up in a non-equal way based off of some other metric.
0: Like, like standings.
1: Standings or if it's by like, you know, share of who watches each game.
0: That would be unfair. I yeah, think I think it would be, exa- be saying it's like the Premier league does.
1: Standings could standings would make sense. But if it's something like that, then I have a lot of worries about that. Because yeah. for standings wise, you're basically pushing down bad teams even further. Yeah. Right. Th- like th- if, if this if that was the case, FC Cincinnati would not be doing. They're doing all right. If I'm remembering correctly, this probably season in the playoffs. And I know
0: Miami Cin- Cincinnati
1: are in eighth right now. Yeah, that's way better than anyone thought they would be in at by this point in the season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And. You know, I, I feel like if this kind of TV deal existed from the time they were in the league and and we're assuming, of course, that that's how the revenue sh- standing goes. Like you get the least if you're in last. Cincinnati are nowhere near the, this level, uh, because every single year they're put at a disadvantage or, or like are harmed a little bit. So unless it's equal
0: Yeah, do better than I don't know.
1: I, well, that, that that's like that's like saying uh Saying to someone, like, while you're taking like, you're robbing them, like, man, pay for your bills. Like, you're, I, you're,
0: I, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah
1: like,
0: I, I know what you're saying for sure.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I suck at creating analogies on the fly, apparently. But, uh, you know, uh, it just wouldn't work as well. Uh, so it, it would have to be, like, an even split or maybe based on standings. But think about the Premier League. It's kind of a, it's a pretty rigid table, all things considered. Like, yes, there are a few surprises from season to season. But for the most part, you can predict like, yeah, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, they're going to be near the top. And teams like Norwich, uh, teams like Fulham, Burnley are going to be towards the bottom. And there's some variance in there, without a doubt. But assigning revenue based off of that standing can just take uh, the teams that are Especially in a league with no relegation promotion, could hurt them even more.
0: The, the Premier League is, in terms of the European leagues, one of, if not the most, of, like even, of the leagues. And, and I, I, I think that's undeniable, and that's the that's the reason why, that's the, reason why the, the, the wage bill of Fulham is going to be like five times the, the wage bill of like Genoa or Hitafe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I I personally wouldn't do it 100 on standings. I think there needs to be some monetary, uh, you know, h- higher uh, achievement okay. for people who. I,
1: to be who clear, I'm not fish. saying don't do that, but and, I'm uh, just saying it could create uh, a more rigid hierarchy and, and potentially and, 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 stifle uh, competition.
0: I, I, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure that they already get money for placing higher. At least I'd like to assume that. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. Uh, the, the the last thing you want is, is for bad teams to stay bad, but you also want to find a balance and and let good teams, you know, succeed for being a good team. As long as as far as I know, as long as you don't do it like the La Liga uh method which I think does it based on TV share, so Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid gets all the money and then Mallorca gets like a cent.
1: Yeah that's sucks. bad that, that if, if that mls bad. follows that then for competition wise this goes down to like a d <laughs> on, but honestly I, I
0: i can almost <laughs> guarantee knowing how don garber works knowing how mls works that's almost an impossibility so i think we're good there so jack i, I don't think you gave it a, a letter grade how would you give a competition letter grade and then we can talk about overall grades i'll say
1: that like C plus, B minus. It it doesn't really move it it could move the needle a little bit, but at at worst, I feel like it it's it it like barely moves it. And at best, like it does give some more to players. So maybe like maybe like B minus B. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Maybe it's 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 kind of like
0: I'm I'm gonna give middle. it a B plus because of what okay. I said before about uh it opening doors and that's the biggest thing that it does. Again, like I said, it's not something that will fundamentally change the fabric of MLS overnight, but it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's not like introducing like the DP rule that changed MLS overnight. It's more like introducing Tam or Gam. It's like, we'll really appreciate this in a couple of years kind of thing. Okay.
1: Okay. That's fair. You know,
0: some people still don't appreciate Tam and Gam or whatever. (laughs) So Jack, overall grades for this TV deal. As it stands right now, it, it could be 10 years from now. We're like, oh crap, that Apple TV deal, because of, of what MLS did, grew up to $500 million a year. And now we have so much money that we are, that we are buying. Kylian Mbappe is playing for FC Cincinnati now. It's crazy. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but but as of be. right now, in, in, in the year 2022, how would you grade this letter grade?
1: I'm going to say like, I'm going to say like a B+. You know, it's better than what we expected, but there are still some drawbacks, especially when it comes to growing the game that need to be addressed in some way. Uh, I I feel I feel like they need to be addressed before I could like move this up. So B to B plus it's kind of like in that range, you know, it's definitely on the A range for me. It is It is higher than we thought it would be. But for me, like if it was exactly what I thought it would be, it would be a C. So, it's slightly better than that, but not yeah. perfect.
0: You using what we currently have and the expectations for this TV deal, maybe 150 to 200 million, like ESPN, ESPN actually like was going to pay us less than what they originally paid us for for the existing deal, which Yikes. would have been terrible. So using those expectations, I'd give this like B+ maybe A- if they ask for extra credit and really tell us like tell me like Oh, this semester is really hard. Like you know, <laughs> I, I had some I had some uh, uh, family members get sick, so I had to put in extra shifts at the local Water Burger or whatever. I'd be like, hey, I, I'll give you this assignment to do extra credit. and I'll bump your grade up since since I can since you're a point five percent within the 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 A minus range, I'd give them A minus. So okay. you know, there's that. I, I I feel I, like I, I,
1: it's not often where you're more optimistic about something than I am. I feel like that's not usually the case.
0: That's it's not usually the case, but keep in mind if there's one thing if there's one thing that AJ Tabura loves about soccer, it's competition formats and like this behind the scenes thing. That's true. And so if if I see a competition format or a competition change that I think is good, I'm going to praise it if I see the Super League or the new Champions League format, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat it up. It sucks. But I I think, in general, where this league is going, given this change, I'm excited. And again, I said in the Twitter thread, this is me speaking as someone who has Apple TV, who is dedicated enough to watch it, and who will continue to pay for whatever streaming service I need to watch MLS. I'm speaking as that person. And I know that I'm not Everyone and everyone is not me. That's kind of the rule, and so it's not going to be perfect for everybody. And that's something that, like you said, MLS got to change up if they want to grow the game. And yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, a a very close A minus, but a B plus.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Well, MLS. I know you're looking for some commentators. Jack and I will. I'll do it for sixty thousand. I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, oh, I I do it for that. Yeah,
0: I, I I do for six. You don't know, even have to put me on the Saturday games. Put me, give, give us Wednesday games that nobody watches. Sure. We'll be okay with that.
1: Yeah, we'll be okay with that. The we, the like you know like the three p.m. ones. Sure.
0: Yeah, the three p.m. ones. we will get right out of the class. We'll, we'll we'll hop on. We'll 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 talk about you know give us like the crappy games. We don't care. Just we know you have two hundred fifty million dollars. So
1: <laughs> it's out there. That the information's yeah. out there.
0: Yeah. So really excited about that. Uh, if, if we learn anything else about any of the TV deals, I'm sure we'll throw it in for a, a quick mention in one of our regular episodes. But for the, for now, that is it for the MLS TV deal, talking about how it's gonna affect us as fans watching MLS or just getting it to MLS. Jack, if people want to hear more about our takes on all things soccer, where can they find
1: those takes? Uh, they can find those on Twitter at Final Third Show. Uh Post a lot on there posted AJ posted a thread on Twitter. Apparently, I legitimately did not know about this. God, that dude, see, you're That's on that's,
0: this podcast, bro. <laughs> see, that's
1: the great thing about Twitter. You never know who's actually tweeting. And half the time, the other one of us doesn't know we're tweeting. And occasionally we'll tweet at the same time with the exact same thoughts. So, you know, uh, why? Why not follow it? Follow us on Twitter for that.
0: Yeah, I, I should say that. Uh, my, my girlfriend DM would me on Twitter, uh, one of our tweets and she was like, you wrote this one, didn't you? And it was me laughing at England. And I was like, of course it was, <laughs> of course, uh, I, I, want... I would
1: have laughed at England yeah, too. And yeah. England deserved to be laughed at right now. So e- it's
0: fine. Exactly. Well, don't get too high on your horse. Uh, okay, yeah. France national team. <laughs>
1: uh, I tried to take the the pressure off them. I tried. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. Well, the Philippines isn't doing good, but also the Philippines doesn't have Kylian Mbappe, so well, yikes.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, can, <laughs> I can't. I can't even produce anything near a comeback for that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, if you wanna, you know, one stop shop for all things Final Third podcast, finalthirdshow.com. for that. Links will be down below. We'll see you guys this Monday for a news and predictions episode. Probably talking more about transfers, uh, some pretty big uh, managerial transfer shakeups that are happening. Uh, around the world as well as regular transfers and we'll see you guys next thursday for i know we said a u.s men's national team episode this week but probably a u.s men's national team a deep dive next week all right uh we'll see you then same time same place see ya bye for now uh tell your dad uh you know the vibes all right good